Hello, and warmest welcome to Soul Riffs. My name is Jennifer Jones. I'm an entrepreneur, wife, mother of two, and I believe when we look after all parts of ourselves, that's when we gain confidence to dive headfirst into a life that feels joyful. My intention is to inspire you through my own stories to understand yourself better and become the curator of a life you absolutely love. I'm committed here to pulling back the curtains and telling real and raw stories. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be open. I'm human. And I believe we all have a healing journey to embark on. I'm riffing off here. No scripts, no screening, just a straight view from my heart. Let's link arms and know that we are in this together. So here we are, the very first Soul Riff, official Soul Riff. I'm super brand new to this world and I'm getting my feet wet and I am loving it. And for those of you who have listened to my introduction and my story and are listening to this, I just want to say thank you for showing me that someone is actually listening and I'm not just talking to myself. And I'm excited to um, get the conversation started and and hopefully um, provoke some thought within you as well. And, And I'd love for you, again, an invitation to share your thoughts with me because listening to each other and providing different perspectives is always where growth is going to happen. But today I want to talk about fear. And I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but I have a feeling that it's going to go around fear around taking that next step in our lives. And this is partly because this is where I am in my life right now. I am ready to um, up-level yet again in my life, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, in my business. And when we, when we up-level, it always, to me anyways, and I know I'm not alone in this, it feels extremely, extremely uncomfortable. A saying just popped into my head, and I want to share it with you. And I apologize, I I don't know who said this, but it is a quote, it is not my words, but that is nothing changes if nothing changes. And how true is that? Nothing changes if nothing changes. And um, another one I said, and again, I'm, I apologize guys for butchering um, sayings and quotes as I don't have them right here in front of me. But there's one that goes along the lines of of true idiocy comes from doing the same thing and expecting the same result over and over again. And that is is the truth. Um, I I have felt that. I've experienced that. And when it comes to fear, fear... It's easier. It's easier to allow fear and anxiety to run the show. And that sounds like a bold statement, I know. But let me be clear here that that living in fear and anxiety, it doesn't feel good either. It doesn't feel better, but it's, it's easier. And we often fall back into this place because it gives us an excuse. It justifies our excuses. We know that it's a, a very primitive um, biological mechanism to keep us safe. We know that it's something beyond our control it's doesn't require action and it's it's a lot easier to cling on to i look at this as as being almost a default state 
of being and I don't want to live in this default state of being. There are many people around us living in this default state, but it's not working for me and perhaps you don't want to be there either. So what do we do? We must dive into what the fear is telling us. We need to become more acquainted with our fears. We need to get to know it and dissect it to understand where those fear-based thoughts are coming from. Our children, if, if you have children, you'll notice that they experience the exact same things that we do. Um, and, and honestly, part of my reason and my push to up-level and not live in the default state is to become a guide and a mentor for my kids. And, you know, if if I have a life that I envision for my kids and I say, I want them to be, you know, happy and I want them to be this way, I need to lead the way. And I need to do that for myself first before I can be any, um, you know, before I can be a credible source with any validity around living a life that is outside of that default state. So, I just had a, a story that popped into my head and I, I know my sister, I hope she's okay with me telling this, but it goes back to when we were in high school and I had, her and I took a class together. We took a class together in high school. It just all worked out that we were in the same class. And I remember we had a big exam coming up. I had the belief at the time that, you know, she's smarter, she's more capable, she retains information better, I'm not good enough, I'm not valuable enough. Um, anyways, she, so limiting beliefs, that, that is an important part of the story, but she spent weeks, literally weeks, it felt like, studying for it, and maybe if she's listening, she would say otherwise, but it's, it felt like she was studying all the time for it. And I remember on the evening, right before the exam, I decided to join her in her bedroom and study with her. I hadn't at all looked over the material until this point. I'd gone to the classes, but that was about it. And we were studying for about two hours and I fell asleep. Now, the next day we both wrote the exam. I did pass the exam. I got a C. It was like a 60 something percent. My sister, of course, she received an A plus on the exam. And this, you know, just those marks, her getting an A plus and me getting a C, validated my belief that I wasn't smart enough, committed enough, academic enough, I wasn't worthy enough. I had all these limiting beliefs. Looking back on this, I realized that it was these limiting beliefs that actually caused my inaction and my behavior followed. So my mark on the exam was a direct reflection of the limiting beliefs. And the reason that I didn't get a better mark was not because I wasn't smart or worthy or, you know, it wasn't because I wasn't good enough. It was simply because I didn't prepare. I didn't show any action that was required in order to prepare for the exam. So totally, totally at the time, I didn't see it that way. It was the limiting beliefs that were just taking over. So say your goal right now, and this is one of my goals perhaps yours is similar, is to reconnect. You say your goal is to reconnect with yourself. So we need, if this is our goal, we need to be taking daily action 
in order to do that. So this might be journaling and um, getting still with yourself and, and doing meditation. Maybe you're um, exploring a, a career transition. Maybe you are fostering deeper relationships with your children or your family or your friends or, or somebody that you want to be, be closer to. Um, you're having vulnerable conversations. These are all action steps that you can take in order to reconnect with yourself on a, on a deeper level. And when we do this, when we take action, say, so say you pick three actions and you do them daily, it disrupts the system because your behavior changes and the limiting beliefs then aren't validated anymore. I run into this around fitness all the time and, and daily movement, I mentioned uh before is very very important to me and I often get these feelings of I'm too tired I don't need to today I am not worthy of it and these are all limiting beliefs that justify my actions of not working out but I personally I love workout videos so all I need to do is get into action. And for me, that means pressing play on that workout video. And as soon as I press play, those limiting beliefs are not validated any longer. So you disrupt the system by taking action. So even if whatever your goal is, you, um, you pick three actions, remain consistent with those actions, and you're gonna quiet that inner critic. Your inner critic is always going to be there. It's not going to go away, but you're going to quiet that voice and that voice won't be as loud anymore. You need to um, be aware that remaining in action is how you're going to grow and how you're going to evolve. And for me personally, I know when I'm at my edge, for me, it's it's my body being tired. When I get tired, I... and and. I should say, when I'm outside of my comfort zone, I feel like I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I say I need to rest and I need to give myself grace and I need to just have uh, rest days. But I have learned about myself that I know when that happens, I'm at my edge. And just being aware of that allows me to remain in action, keep picking those you know, action steps that I'm going to do consistently every single day. And by doing those actions, our behavior changes. So when we're up leveling and we feel the discomfort, understand that it is normal. It's a normal energetic process of our evolution. Our mood will always follow action. And a really wise mentor once told me that it's like hopping on a resistance bike and maybe you have or have not been on a resistance bike before but I'm certain that you'll understand the analogy of this when you get onto a resistance bike and you start pedaling it's hard you have to you know use a lot of effort to get those wheels spinning but then once you gain that momentum it's almost impossible to stop and you could just literally unhook your feet and put them out to the side and the pedals will keep spinning. So that is what our actions will do. Our actions, it's hard at first and we feel that resistance and 
it's uncomfortable, it's extremely uncomfortable, but once we get it going, our behaviors change and it does become easier and I promise you that. So thank you for listening in today. A little question that I just wanna ask uh, before we go is what actions have you been avoiding? What did, What is it that you have been avoiding? And uh, let me know, get in touch, send me a voice message or text and let me know what you have been avoiding. Thanks for listening. Sending peace, love, and joy until we meet again. Hey guys, here we are, another episode of Soul Riffs. We are in for a treat today because I have my very first soul sister, who happens to be my sister, on with us today. And we are going to talk about self-care. And I know we talked about this last time, but I love to get other women's perspectives. So welcome, Heather. And I, I know Heather's story. I know probably more about her than anybody else in this world. But Heather, I just want uh-huh. you to share a little bit with everyone who you are, what you do, and what you're super passionate about. Yeah, thank you so much, Jen, for having me on today. It's It's such an honor to be able to chat with like when like-minded women and just to explore opportunities and to grow right so that's what this is all about so yeah so my name is Heather and and I'm Jen's sister uh I am also a mom of two kiddos uh they are five and seven now which is crazy uh and I am actually part of a podcast myself which is Selfish as a Mother And so this is a huge passion of mine is to try to help encourage other moms and women. I mean, you don't have to be a mom if you're listening to this, but I come at it from being a mom, but selfish as a mother or selfish as a woman, really, because we are women first. And so how, so how I go about that is just opening your, your eyes to this possibility of being selfish. Oh, I love that. I love selfish as a woman. I love that too, because I think historically women were not selfish and we naturally are designed as women for connection and we are designed to be in service. And I know for me that is fulfilling to, you know, be in a place to serve others. Um, But I, I think what we can kind of all agree on here is that if we aren't taking care of ourselves and you know recharging our own battery first we're really not able then to go out and be of service to others in a way that's going to really be impactful um what i want to pose to you today and this was actually posed to me uh, by one of the listeners she is not a mother but she said when would self-care ever become selfish and I think what she was kind of uh, preferencing was um, when, you know, if, if say you and I have dinner plans and you're all excited about it and last minute I cancel on you because I say, you know what, I just need a night to myself. You know, is that selfish? And I would love to get your perspective on that. Yeah, it's... I'm going to start this conversation by um, something that I really love truly. So protect your peace is always something that comes to my mind. So let me talk about that. So I, I haven't always been this way. And Jen knows this too, is I used to say yes to everything. I feel like I was the yes woman. <laughs> and that really took a toll 
on my self-love, my self-care, my self-worth, all of these things. So whenever I start feeling like selfish is a bad thing, right? Because I think in society, at least from my perspective, I've always been taught that selfish is a bad thing, right, Jen? Like selfish is not a good yes, thing. Yes, that's true, yes. But I'm actually here to say it is a good thing. Um, and so when, when we talk about that context of maybe somebody canceling, it's not, it's not selfish. I, I Personally, I think that there's so many things going on at one given time that you don't have to explain yourself, right? Like you might be so burnt out or, you, you know, especially in this pandemic world, there's so many balls that were like, there's so many things we're juggling, yes. right? There's balls in the air, we're juggling everything. So it might just be that your energy isn't up for that. And so to me, I, I'm here to kind of challenge that status quo, that being selfish is actually something we need to do as women. Uh, we need to reclaim our self-care. So it's not wrong, even though we've been taught probably that we should say yes, because we need to help to make that other well, person feel better. And I think, too, if, if I can shed a little bit um, deeper perspective on that, I mean, we're both in our, yeah. in our mid, uh, mid-30s. Heather's a little bit older. <laughs> yes, but, I am. Um, anyways, I think, you know, with experience, I have had a lot of experience in my life of people being flaky and, you know, going right. to all this work. And I, I used to run a business where I was uh, planning programs for people. And last minute, I would prepare all of this material for them, you know, crafts for their kids to do. And last minute, they would cancel. And I love that perspective of almost what you said is making me reflect on that time saying, I need to, instead of being angry at them, I need to be more compassionate towards whatever it is that they're going through because life happens. Absolutely life happens. But I think when people consistently are flaky and people are consistently not showing up, I think the message really is that I want to give to other women would be, you know, to, to not be like you were saying, not feeling like you have to say yes to everything because really it's about at that point, I think over committing, um, you know, talking about, we all have had those situations where we don't want to go to that party, you know, or whatever right. event, because, you know, we don't overly, for whatever reason, maybe it's the company, maybe it's just the atmosphere, but we say yes, because, you know, everyone's like, oh, please, you know, it'd be so much fun, you come, and we say, okay, yeah, fine, and we overcommit, mm -hmm. and then we end up canceling, because, you know, we don't really want to go, and then we, right. you know, we're flaky, we're letting people down, um, you know, and, and mm -hmm. being selfish, and I, I see how that could be portrayed as being negative but I think what you're trying to say is to women don't don't feel you have to say yes to everything that in itself absolutely. is a form of self-care right yeah absolutely I think that uh, self-care is one word that I try to also break down because we use it we use it a lot we sometimes actually we overuse it like what is self-care and I think whenever we were talking about the idea of saying yes to so many things, you start to lose what your mission is and your purpose of, of what you want. So um, Jen and I have talked about this too, but we surround ourselves with 
the top five, I say. So the top five women in your life that are going to up-level you and help you, support you during those times when perhaps you are in overwhelm and you actually need that one friend to reach out to you from the party and say, are you okay? Like, how are things going? Or whatever your relationship is with that person. Just because it's it's not necessarily about not going to the party. There might be so much that that person's just trying to almost like simplify their life. Like this is another concept that I talk about is when we have too much, we can't do good. We, we can't show up for things mm, and we're doing yes. too many things that uh, like, so what I've really done in my own personal life is trying to do a few things really great and feel awesome about that rather than getting lost in the shuffle of everything that, other people might want me to be a part of. I hope that makes sense. I love that. So you're simplifying. You're basically saying, say yes to the things that align with your mission, I think is how you said it. Yeah, which absolutely. That, that is, I think that's it. It's like mic drop, Heather, because <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the, more, the more alive you feel, and you're going to feel alive if you're aligning your yes with things that... Are, are going to, you know, forward your mission or whatever you have on your heart to achieve in this world, the more alive you feel, the less exhausted you're going to be and the more that you will, you know, follow through on your commitments. Um, and I think that is is key is, you know, don't overcommit yourself. Know your boundaries and know, mm-hmm. you know, get really solid on that mission that you talk about and then you'll know when some when an opportunity presents itself, it's a yes or a no. And is it a, you know, it, does this opportunity align with my mission? Yes, I'm going to do that then. Or no, you know what, I'm going to pass. You know, thank you so much for the invitation or thank you for the opportunity. But no is, is going to be mm-hmm. my answer. And no is, I think you said to me one time, no is a full <laughs> sentence. No, period. We don't have to yep. feel like we have to explain Absolutely. ourselves. Um, but I also love what you said about reaching out to other women and not taking it personal. If people are flaky mm-hmm. with us, um, you know, again, we need to know our boundaries. And if that is feeling uh, really, you know, icky in our life with somebody flaking, we might need to just take a little bit of distance from them. But if we truly feel that there might be something uh, going on with that person and we really care for that person, reaching out to them and saying, hey, is everything okay? Like, you know, how are you? Or is there there anything I can support you with? Because as women, we are in service to others. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes. And not even women. I think humans. We we just, you know, we were created for that. Yeah. I love what you said about compassion. Because I think in order to be compassionate – we have to come at a place of helping, like we're serving, right? So how can we help to serve our fellow sister, right? Like how can we help them? Mm-hmm. Because it's not about us, right? Sometimes, it, and I'm guilty of this, we all are, of like, oh, that person doesn't want to come because they don't like me or yes. I'm not important enough or whatever. I challenge that. I think we need to look at ourselves during those moments of self-reflection um, that perhaps we don't like hearing no. And... It's not about us. And so compassion is a huge topic. I love that. With also being selfish. So yeah. you're you're being selfish with your own self-compassion. But then once you can fill your cup, 
or I always say, put on your own oxygen mask first. Once you are full of that self-love, self-compassion, you then can help that fellow sister, that fellow woman who might need a little bit herself. And maybe that's why she's saying no in the, in the first yes. place. And, and not is, like what you she's said. She's overwhelmed. And, not, and like what you said, not internalizing somebody else's boundaries and not thinking that somebody else's boundaries have anything to do with you and I think that is key for us we often you know take somebody's negative comments or negative behavior as like oh there there must be something you know wrong fundamentally wrong with me and it's the law of the mirror right when in reality it has nothing to do with you their negativity towards you or their negative behaviors towards you really have nothing to do with you and you know if you know if if that makes you uncomfortable it is a great opportunity to look in inward and and say okay well where is this within me where is this coming from and you know absolutely what you know what can i do and again that aligning with that mission of what you're here to do right A lot of what I talk about too as selfish as a mother is your health and wellness and how, you know, if if let's, for example, say that you had to prioritize what was most important. Uh, I talk about this with other moms that are trying to get well, right? So what does that mean? You know, and and we often look at, um, Jen and I have talked about this wellness pyramid, but but really breaking down your areas of what you want to work on. So I'll give you a personal example. I love fitness. I love running. So I really protect my time around that. And it's a non-negotiable. And so that changes things, right? Because that, that will change what my schedule looks like. But if I don't have that one activity that I truly love, uh, I'm, I'm not as happy yes. and fulfilled. Yes. So yeah, for anyone example. listening, I think as a good place to get started whenever I was feeling a bit overwhelmed and where to go is start thinking about your top three priorities for your for your life. So where do you want to up level? And what do you need around you, women included? Like, who do you need to help you with those three goals? Right? So that's that. really what we're looking at is yeah. if that party doesn't really, like if you had those two conflicting like let's say you had to go for a run but you wanted to go to the party where are you going to put that priority so I just give that as a specific just because I'm living that in real time with my own life but there's so much that we can get selfish about and and Jen what you said was so perfect around boundaries you have to protect your time protect your peace that's where that comes from is um, and trying to keep it simple, right? Because so much uh, as moms, I can relate to this. So can you? We're so we're pulled in so many directions, aren't we? Every single day, yeah. And we have to constantly grab for like, like almost like those roots of the tree to keep us stable yes. and grounded. Because as women, we can just we can be totally consumed by everything Absolutely. versus creating. Yeah. And this, uh, this question that was posed, it was posed by, you know, someone who is in her early 20s and she, and she doesn't have kids. And I love, I love that she brought me back to that place yeah. because I think us as mothers, there is this level of sacrifice. And I don't mean to say that in a negative way. We, you know, we, right. we chose to have kids. Uh, maybe we didn't choose it. 
but there is this element of sacrifice and I mean you know sacrifice in a way that's giving something up you know and that might sound really dramatic but I know the moms who are listening they can understand that in any sort of relationship if someone's doing the heavy lifting and I know in my relationship with my kids I'm doing the heavy lifting right now my kids are six and nine so they're young I'm not expecting them I'm not expecting it to be a 50-50 relationship. They give so much back to me. They really, really do. They teach me so many things. But in, as right. far as their care, I'm the one doing the heavy lifting. They are independent, as independent as a six and a nine-year-old can be, right? But over yeah. time, right. if that, you know, if you were in any other relationship romantically or with, you know, friendship or family over time, something's got to give when somebody is doing the heavy lifting all the time. And that is why, you know, my perspective as a mother, I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing my fair share of, of you know, of giving, um, and which I love that she kind of brought the, the question back to these situations and reminded me of those situations when our friends let us down because mm-hmm. they cancel. So yes. I love that that we were able to to talk about that and and really go there. And I I think um, what's kind of boiling down for me is that we do feel feel fulfilled when we serve others, but it's the intent that means everything. Like you said, uh, that's a beautiful example of your running because yes, and I know that to be true (laughs) about you. And that's been true about you for many, many years, you and your running and your fitness. Yeah, many years. Yes, for sure. We make sure that when you are asked to do something if it falls on a Tuesday or Thursday night I know your answer is going to be no because you have your running group and that is so that is your priority Um, and even when you know your husband's been called you know to stay stay at work late or he's you know been out somewhere you always you'll call me and I'm sure you call neighbors you call around to make sure somebody can take the kids because that is such a priority for you and I love that that is you showing up and saying yes to the opportunities that align with your goal your mission um and and your intentions for yourself and that I don't think that's selfish at all (laughs) you know no and I, I think for me too it's it helps to build new friendships uh, with those like-minded people. And uh, I'm just thinking for any woman listening to this, I, I was thinking back to my 20s. You know, I, I, that's a wonderful reminder because our priorities do change as, as we get older and we add to the different roles. And probably same as you is that I feel like I have many, many jobs now as a mom and, and a career woman. And like, there's so many different uh, hats yes. that I wear in a day. Yeah. So I often think back to my twenties, um, and I kind of laugh because I I thought I had so much on my plate then, and and I probably I did, you but did. not yeah. not to the I extent did. now. I I mean, as a mother, yeah. It, um, just speaking to the moms out there, there's lots of sacrifice, absolutely, and but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I mean, we all we all think about okay, like our kids need so much of us but we also as mothers need Mm self-care like this is not a want this is a need like we have to because I talk to so many moms and and 
and even women that are becoming moms or not, not moms is there's like this compassion fatigue. So whether it's for kids or for your job, wherever you are, there's so many demands for women because we do wear, we do it all. We We, do. Like you said, we We do do. the heavy lifting. Yeah. And I I think, you know, if I can go back to speak to my 20 year old self, I don't, you know, yeah. discredit any of those thoughts and emotions because those were very real. And and I was feeling, yes. you know, we lost um we lost our our mom when we were I was 20, you were 22. And yes. you know, and and there was a lot that we were dealing with. We were dealing with some heavy heavy stuff. So, you know, I I think um it, it's just kind of shifted life experience, um perspective has has kind of shifted. Uh, and I think a big one for me, and I've been a mom now for over nine years, but motherhood isn't an excuse to not take care of yourself, where nobody ever told me that. And you can so easily fall into that default state of just caring for, like you mentioned, the career, the parenting, the family, the life, you know, or social life, your household, just all of the things. And those are things that I didn't. I didn't have as many of those 10, you know, plus years ago when I was experiencing, you know, but at that time I was experiencing university and, you know, a a very sick mother and, a you know, the death of her and all of that. And I, I think, you know, not not that we want to touch on that a lot, but I I think our mom was a prime example of not yeah. taking care of yourself, saying yes to absolutely everything. Mom was incredible. She, yeah. do you remember her funeral? Absolutely. She had over 400 people at her funeral and they even yes. filled, they filled the overflow room and they had people in the parking lot and speakers set up to stream, you know, because they physically could not get that many people in the, in the funeral home. And that was because mom volunteered, mom worked, a, a, you know, a full-time job as a nurse, mom helped out. She was always like the, you know, the PTA mom on the, involved in the school. She was the piano player for our glee club. Like she did it all. She said no. She, she did. She organized fun days in our community. She was really the center of all social everything, you know, in, in our little community where we grew up. And really i i want your perspective on this um and you know we mm-hmm, were raised obviously sure. with the with yeah. the same kind of model as a woman but why is it that people seem to just go 500 miles an hour and then they hit a wall and and we saw that with our mom uh when she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer right but why is it that people don't kind of stop and take account <sighs> that's such a great question and i'm glad you brought up mom because that's really where all of my drive and my motivation to change that came from Mm -hmm. Uh, because we did watch that happen and it was hard as a 20 year old to understand what was going on but I think now we could both agree that if our mom was here we would now as 30 year olds uh, mid-30s be asking those questions now like why you know what happened like why put so much on your plate right uh so yeah like as a woman myself I'm trying to um really learn from those lessons that she taught us and the legacy she left but yeah to answer that question I think a big part of it is this idea of, uh, you know, you just have to keep adding on because that's what society, Mm. I I think there's a lot of society drive to 
again, not all places in the world, but where we are currently here in North America, there's, there's a huge drive to success and what does success mean? And I feel like we're kind of setting ourselves up for failure as a, as a society of women. I mean, we, we have so many opportunities now, which is lovely. However, we, I think as women need to reclaim our time of, of what, what truly matters. There's so much that we could go into and I'll just skim the surface on that today. But I think as women, we need to almost look back to our, to our sisters from other generations to really understand where we fell off the rail. Like yeah. we've gained a lot, but we've also lost a lot. We've, we've lost, lost control. Yeah. When you say it, I mean, one could argue we've lost the simple, the simplified life. We've yeah. lost it as a society. You know, and I think, I think it really does come, come down to what we were originally talking about is saying yes to what really feels aligned with your soul. Because you know, I, I think to even our grandmother who was a housewife and she did a little bit of hairdressing on the side, which I'm super proud because that was her passion. But right. really, she took care of the house and the kids. And I don't think that I would feel fulfilled just doing that. So I love that we have the opportunities, but we have become through guilt of that push to success. We've become, yeah, yeah you know, say yes to everything. And, you know, I, I think it's just giving ourselves permission not, you know, to, to say no and to not feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And when I think back to, uh, to our mom who did it all, she was literally dying to be a good mother. She was dying yes. to be a good friend. She was dying to be a good wife. And she literally, you know, that, and that's what we saw with her health declining very, very rapidly and, you know, really just hitting a wall. And, you know, she hid her stress. She didn't hide her stress from us. We definitely saw it in the household, but hiding her stress from everybody else, you know, that bumbling along, like it's all fine. It's all great. Um, And, you know, I think that was uh, one of her greatest lessons to us is that um, not, not to repeat that, you know, almost her modeling was, you know, kind of what not to do. She, she modeled a lot of wonderful things and and even just that importance of service to the community and service to others service to other women but we can do that without burning ourselves at both ends right yeah yeah I think you you touch on something that I talk a lot with my fellow moms and my fellow sisters is guilt guilt is huge um we have so much access to social media and what other kind of illusions that were, you know, we see a a woman on social media, she's doing all those things. We might think that's reality, um, but it's not. And so we we have to constantly self-reflect and we have to say, okay, it's, it's probably a good idea to stop once in a while. And I I do talk about um, seasons of my life where like, for example, I, I take the summer off with my kids so I take away that pressure of, of working full time uh, and, and I really need that. So I have started to really realize within myself that I have these like seasons that are push seasons. So I really push hard, push strong. But like our mom tried to do that 24 hours, seven forever. It, 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 unfortunately for her, it, it just 
we, we saw the repercussions of it. So I think for me, I tried to carve out some time where I'm just with my kids. Yeah. And the summer is that for me. So just taking that time to really simplify life and really enjoy getting selfish with my time. And enjoy and, the kids. Uh, enjoy the kids. Yeah, and, enjoy you the know, kids. and some might say, you know, some people might even come up um, again, you know, with other uh, co-workers who say, you know, and I know this is not your situation, but, you know, people could say, oh, Heather, must be nice. You know, how dare right. she take the summer off? I could never do that. Yeah. Or, you know, right. yeah, and you might make, sacrifices financially and say you know what I don't care about that Mm -hmm. because I my priority through the summer is to spend time and make memories with my children and I mean you Mm -hmm. certainly can work and do that too but I love that you know yourself enough to say I am going to do this because this is something that I feel and just because you do it doesn't mean that everybody feels that that's the standard that everybody needs to follow but that's That's your standard in your life and that's what matters and I think we need to look at ourselves individually and I I know I get pressure from you know co-workers oh you know well you should be this or you should be this or even like this morning I got called into work and I, I, it's immediate guilt, you know, I'm like, oh, but I have, right. you know, I have calls today, I have an appointment at noon, you know, and I'm right. thinking, oh, okay, should I reschedule? Should I reshuffle? When in reality, I'm thinking, okay, well, what if I were just to say no, you know, because I'd be right. there and I, I would be thinking like, oh, I was supposed to get all these other things like this and recording this podcast, which fills my soul that fills my cup. It's been something I've been looking to to, forward to for over a week. And I, but I, you know, I'm not without the guilt. I I, I don't know if that will ever really truly go away, you know, because it was guilt that set in, I should be there. I should be there for the residents. I should be there for my coworkers, you know, but what about you? You know, what about the appointment that I have at noon? Like, is it fair then that I cancel on you and cancel on her because of this guilt? Like, so it's this constant tug of war and we all need to look at our unique situations. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think whenever you're feeling those guilt, because I I do too, same thing. I know in the summertime, there's many opportunities to, to work. There's definitely work out there, but it's just it's it's and I don't know whatever phrase you you want to say I I think each woman has their own way of saying it but it's just it's it's knowing what you want and you will protect that with all of your being and so I think that's where whenever I think about my motivation and my self-determination uh and my courage I think it takes courage so whenever we think about guilt I try to think about being courageous and brave to stand up to that and say, you know what, I do have something that I need to do today, which, you know, I'm so glad that we were able to do this today. And it's just, it's, it's knowing yourself enough to protect that because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not, we as women, I think feel the guilt, but we also have to challenge that guilt. And it's so hard. Like, I'm not yes. here to say I'm not an expert in this because I feel guilt as well. Yeah. Um, well, and you I know think, what? Those are, that's a, yeah. that's a juicy nugget right there. Challenge the guilt 
and really, yeah. you know, and, and we'll wrap it up here, but um, yes, create absolutely. space for what you want. Create space for what you want. And I know um, if you're, you know, a mother, you, you probably want to have good quality time with your kids. You don't want to be bickering and arguing with them and being around them in that way. But create space where that can happen, that good quality time. Again, I love what you said about prioritize. Prioritize your top three things that mean the most to you. And that could be your nutrition, your fitness, and quality time with those you truly, truly love. And I I just want to kind of flip back to those people who are being flaky, who are canceling on you. If you are someone who, who has been flaky, like we gave the example of the party, but maybe I'm like, oh, you know... Heather, I'm not, I'm actually not going to go to that party tonight. Like, I'm just too tired. You know, I love how we talked about compassion. And maybe you say, you know what, Jen, like, do you want to go for a walk or something instead? And and maybe the answer is no, and that's okay. But really, um, you know, being compassionate towards others, because if you just get your back up and you're mad at me, like, oh, how dare she cancel last minute? That's so disrespectful and so rude. Mm-hmm. That is looking mm-hmm. on it from a lens of you, where if you were just to say, hey, is there anything I can do? Like, do you still want to just go for a walk around the block or something? Um, then, you know, it's just kind of that reaching out to each other, right? Absolutely. I love this topic so much. I think mm-hmm. we could talk about this for, for a we long could, time. Yes. So I, I'm yeah. so, so happy that, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you want to start in that, like you said, and top three, right? Just pick a few areas. Doesn't have to be a lot. And protect your peace. Protect your peace. Challenge the guilt and create space for what you want. I think those are the takeaways today. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Heather, for joining us and just shedding your perspective and your experience and wisdom on this topic. This is a topic I know we will talk about again. This is a topic that I think we um, we would like to know, too, if, if you're listening to this, what are your three top priorities? And we will help you be accountable to that. And uh, thank you so much. We'll, we'll see... See you next time, and I'm sure you will see Heather on here again. Thanks, Jen.